Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are on location in the basement at Art House. It's a special podcast. We've got a special guest. Uh, but before we jump into it, we need to do all the things we normally do. I'm Matt. I'm Jake. I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about all things film, art, and culture in Billings, Montana. So excited to be back. Gentlemen, you guys did a great job last week flying solo with the podcast. Yeah. I, I laughed. I cried. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Jake's nerdy, nerd alert that he watches baseball. <laughs> so that was great. If you missed... If you miss that, I'm go back to sporty. last week. I'm too sporty. I'm the anti-nerd and the nerd. Yeah, yeah. he basically pointed at all of his employees and said, they're the nerds, not me. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that episode. But before we jump in to this very special guest, Brian, tell the people what they've won. Oh boy, we've got things happening quite a bit this weekend. Um, so we are holding on to Fire of Love, uh, the story of Maurice and Katya Kraft, uh, volcanologists couple that... Really, this is a great documentary. You need to check this one out, and we will have it for one more week. So make sure to hit up those show times and get yourself in and to check it out. If you think you're just waiting for it to be on Disney Plus, trust me, the sound in here is unreal. When yeah. those volcanoes go off, like I had a couple people tell me how bad it spooked them. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, feel, it, it feels like one of those films we have it happen all the time. People are going to come in three months from now and be like, "Have you heard of this film, yeah. Fire of Love?" Yeah. And we're like, "Yeah, we played it. We tried to get everybody to yeah. see it because it's really great. Don't miss it." Yeah. Uh, then we are also opening Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, should be a pretty fun one. It's sort of a Gen Z whodunit, so uh, from the folks at A24. So it's probably going to be somewhat scary, but also a, a black comedy and a lot of fun. So I uh, can't wait to check that one out as well. Uh, then at Babcock, we are concluding the Back to the Future series with uh, Back to the Future 3, actually. We're going to end it with that one. Big <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, pride. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so do check that one out. Wild West Adventures uh, with time travel. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Saturday, we will have our late night of Pink Flamingos. Uh, 50th anniversary of Pink Flamingos, John Waters, uh, exercise in poor taste. So uh, it's it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun as well. So uh, if you've got the stomach for it, you should check out Pink Flamingos. Then uh, Sunday, Merriment presents uh, The Fifth Element for its 25th anniversary. Uh, so sci-fi adventure, Bruce Willis, Mila Jovish. So, uh, you know, always a great one. Check that one out at the Babcock. And then finally, Wednesday, our Nostalgia Night pick in remembrance of James Caan is Brian's song, the ABC TV movie that uh, captured the nation with the story of Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers. Uh, it's a sports movie, so Jake will like it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, busy week this week, so Lots. check those ones out. Lots happening. So today, it's time, drum roll. Our special guest is none other than my good friend, and hopefully soon yours, Parker Brown. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, audience. Thank, thank you. you. So, Parker, you're not only here because you're a friend of Art House. You've been a, a, a huge part, honestly, in helping this thing come to be because you're my friend and you're the guy I call when I need some help. Parker, help! I need something. So I want to hang out with you. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. But more significantly, many of you probably know Parker as a local musician, uh, incredibly talented multi-instrumentalist, doing a lot of different things in the music world. But specifically, this coming Sunday, the 28th, you've got uh, 
album release, albums release concert <laughs> yeah. uh, that's going to be happening here. And uh, we're really excited about it. This is something, music in the art house space is something that I love. And so when you reached out a few months ago and said, hey, what do you think about this? Obviously, we as a, as a team were like, man, well, we would love to make it happen. So if you haven't gotten tickets and you're listening to this, uh, I can't guarantee that there's going to be tickets available because as of this recording, tickets are very, very low. Uh, you, you got a fan base, buddy. Hey, and that's great. And it's yeah. beautiful. So um, you're here. So what are you up to? What's happening on Sunday? What do people need to know that they're potentially missing out on if they didn't get tickets already? <laughs> it, <laughs> it's going to be a night. I'm talking right to you, microphone. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be... I, I, I'm trying to trying to plan it as kind of a night of, of music, of course. There's two albums that I've written over the last two years, and so I have one small um, album, five songs, it's called an EP, of songs that I wrote to my sons, uh, Ezra and Otis, uh, sort of just these little little road, road maps are, uh, of, of things, you know, it, when, maybe when they get older, they'll listen to and be like, oh, okay, like... This is cool. Like these, these little nuggets of stuff that might be able to guide them through their path, and then and then like fun musical um, adventures as well. I re- we recorded it live uh, to tape in Shipson Studios, Bob Brown Studio, and uh, got Will Honaker on bass, Eric Olson on keyboards, and Bill Honaker on drums. And um, yeah, just went in, rehearsed the songs, and then put them right to tape and there's some really really cool performances on that album as well so musically cool and then uh you know some sentimentality there lyrically uh on that album and that's called if i can make time stand still and then uh a, an lp a long play uh cd that uh, has about nine songs on it and that's called mixtape and those are songs that i wrote roughly from 2018 to 2021 and did them with my friend will honaker and um some of some of my favorite writing that I've done, I think, to date. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree so. with that. Yeah, really, really great stuff. Thank so, you. so the concert itself is kind of premiering these two albums, correct? Yeah. And will you you'll have something that's rare in the music scene these days? Physical, physical CDs, physical CDs. I decided to make CDs available for purchase. Yeah. Have you heard of streaming? Do you know that? I'm that's trying. I'm not. I might not stream it. Really? I don't know. So yeah. CDs the way to get it. CDs, and then I'm going to tomorrow. I think just do like a fun little release where I give you like a SoundCloud or Dropbox link, cool. and you can Venmo me, you know, whatever you want, kind of cool. thing. Um, yeah. And do it that way. Maybe do like a single from each one. Okay. But I don't know. It's really hard. Like in this day and age, where you're spending all this time and money on art, your art being creative. And then you just give it away yep. for free, which yep. is cool, and I want everybody to hear it. But at the same time, um, I think there's just there's something to appreciating what you like pay for or, mm-hmm. or so into, if you will. Like, you're, you're investing in something. Yeah, yeah. You're saying like, I like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this more than once or whatever. I, I feel like I do that even with artists when I just stream it. It's like harder to attach to. When I used to buy CDs, I'd listen to it a couple times, and I'm like, well, I paid. Fifteen dollars for this Jack Johnson CD. I better. It's interesting. Give it a shot. It's almost like going to the movies. Like when you just stream something in mm-hmm. your house and just pick something, you're not really invested in it, and it's easy to turn it off or like, ah, this isn't that great, whatever. But when you go to a movie and you pay that ticket price, you're invested on the level that's like, I paid for this. I'm here. I'm gonna make sure. And I totally. remember that with CDs for sure. There are albums that like I've gone back to 
and I remember convincing myself they were awesome simply because I had spent the 15 you know dollars at the time to get the album and I'm like no I like this and you listen to it over and over again and eventually maybe it does grow on you but in the streaming world you listen to it once you're like meh and you move on because you can listen to anything it's just so much yeah. it's too much yeah. I've, I've found like I talk about with friends of how you know when I was younger and I would buy a CD like I would get home and I would open it up and I would like dig through the liner notes and pictures and I would know every song title on that and now something's on Apple Music I'm like hey I like this song I don't know what it's called because <laughs> I just I'm, it's just a passive thing I'm not yeah. even mm-hmm. looking at something yep. so. yeah it, that was some of the most fun is like I collected sports cards when I was younger and hey so, Jake got a sports <laughs> guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it's so much and you knew like this team, the stats, what team they were on before. Like, you just knew this information, and that's what CDs and records were to me grow at when I got out of that and more into the music world. And you just miss so much of that. Like, what's really going on? You don't get to read the liner notes. You don't see the pictures. You don't even know who's in the bands. Like, after 2000, mm-hmm. when they were just sort of doing these, like, corporate-made, consumer-based bands, people just stopped caring. Like, there was no more, like, whatever, Gene Simmons and... The other guys, you know, you knew their <laughs> names. <laughs> I'm thinking of Bart. Oh, yeah, Bart. yeah, Bart's yeah. gonna murder yeah. me. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those guys, you knew them. Like you were, you loved the characters that they were, and in the band, or Led Zeppelin, like Jimmy Page and yeah. Robert Plant. You just knew who that was in the band. Um, and you, I feel like we're running away from, or losing that a little bit. Yeah, or a lot. Yeah, with with the streaming. So uh, Sunday got the show. Release the, release the albums. Get get these. This is the first time you've played these songs live in front of people in this format. Some of these songs you probably played at different venues for mm-hmm. different things, but the first time as a collection, they're coming together. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm excited to like not to like sort of steer people away, but I feel like it's going to be a really emotional night. Like I like to kind of tap into like the stories behind some of the songs and like um, the themes kind of are universal in the fact of like you know introspection and and time and the loss of time and getting older and and you know losing things and gaining new things and stuff like that so i think it's going to be a really fun night like in especially in the space of the art house it, it like lends itself to creating this sort of simpatico relationship between audience and performer mm-hmm. and it, it's just i just feel like it's going to be a really cool like high emotionally yeah um charge night yeah so Brian and Jake you can ask your questions in a second but what I do want to say as somebody that's been around for a while your music like what I think I've appreciated particularly the mixtape because I've spent the most time listening to that um, like there's there's this for me this balance in, in songwriting or in art in general I, I, I think would be true like you can be pretty pretty uh, on the nose like it's just very clear and blatant the deeper message that someone is trying to say and it can come across a little cheesy and a little like really that's what you're trying to say we see that in film sometimes and then you can swing the pendulum the other way there's a deeper meaning there but it's hidden behind so much artsy weird like and in music it's like poetic language and imagery and you're like I'm not quite sure what they're trying to talk about it seems like they're trying to say something deep but I have no clue what's happening here it happens a lot with art house films as well the beauty of your music I feel like is it it just rides that line really well like there's some really kind of I think clear things that you're communicating lyrically it's like that's what he's talking about you get it you you can you know hop on board with it but then there's also a depth to it that the more you spend time with it you see that there's there's more happening here which I think is 
great film and, and art in general. And so that's why I'm cool. excited for the world to hear these songs, man. Thanks, man. It's going to be great. appreciate that. So, okay, Jake and Brian, you can, you can talk now. I'll quit fanboying over here. Okay. I think uh, the, the two at the same time, I guess that's sort of a crazy... Yeah. Thing to put out there all at once, you know, they, they, they didn't, they weren't working together, or you were wanting to make those very clear lines of, and then we had, you know, I, I don't know if it's, you would call it an artist renaissance, but you were able to sit down during COVID and, and finish these and process and get everything the way that you wanted. Which part for you do you find the most challenging? Is it the, the lyrics? Is it the tune? Is it making everyone perform to what, you know, is in your head kind of thing? That's a, uh, that's a tough question. I think like each step of the way has its own challenges, but like with, um, like with the, the EP, the one to my sons, it was that kind of came about because these songs weren't working in the process, like not being able to play live with each other. These songs needed to be played live. And so we scratched Will Honaker and I scratched a couple that were going to be on mixtape and, and we're like, Oh, well maybe, I was like, maybe I'll put them on this. And then Eric Olson was like, don't use any old material, write new material. I challenged, he was, we were hanging out. He, <laughs> he was like, you can write a new album. And so I ended up writing three tunes to go along with these other two that were going to be here. And so like that step of the process was tough. And then it was, yeah, like getting, um, getting the lyrics and like trying to write in that vein. Um, and then getting the band together and writing charts that everybody could connect with like okay here's my musicians here's how I have to write so that I can get the best out of him 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 and when we're all playing together it's just gonna like happen we only have we only have a couple shots at this and then um, Bob Brown created a really great vibe also that helped but um, so it's like each step of the way there's these little I don't know what you'd call them like not roadblocks but these things to overcome some hurdles to overcome with each each way and then with with the EP or with the mixtape part of the challenge of that was getting the files from Nashville to Billings and then like busy schedules and all this stuff so we once things started kind of opening back up again um, we got busy and so I'm trying to like this album work like here here and then go do this thing I started touring with this national touring band and like it was just so there's been a lot of challenges with these two albums which I'm really excited to like finally have them done and out, but yeah, it's been quite the process. It wasn't as easy as like you go into the studio, record it, it's out, but. COVID was the opportunity to start the process and then the world yeah. opened up and all of a sudden everybody's busy. Like you say, you know, it's like you've got this half-baked thing that you're like, I gotta finish it, but everybody's so busy, it's been a challenge. Yeah, yeah it was kind of like that I Love Lucy episode where the they're doing the chocolates have you, have you yeah, seen that one? And then the conveyor belt like speeds up yeah. and they're trying to like make it happen. And yeah, I don't know. Just... Love it. Cool. So you're releasing these uh, at Art House as your premiere. So uh, what makes you feel like Art House is the right place to do this compared to other venues in town or, you know, and is there a different process to, would you perform these differently if you were in a larger venue like the Babcock or Alberta Bear or something? Oh, like yeah. Um, one, I know I can, that even if I had like 10 people show up at the Art House, <laughs> it would still feel really good. Yeah. Um, but I think that is also the, one of the reasons I chose Art House is because people listen and it's really important to me to try to like 
meet the people who really want to listen to my stuff and um, experience it in that way. So even if it is five people and we're here, like we're doing this thing together. Um, so it was, it was important also like the encouragement, like I have a really hard time like doing my own music. And so the encouragement from Matt and, and Eric and then doing the shows with Eric and kind of getting back like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. It was just like a no brainer to do it at the art house and, and then, you know, um, have it be an experience rather than just another show and releasing the two albums kind of came almost the show was an impetus to get those two albums out too. So it was like all these things sort of like <laughs> pushing me to do it. So it was like, it was just going to be a show. And then I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make this the thing that, that gets these albums out here too. So it's like almost like the, our house was making me do it. I just love playing here. It's like, and, and it, I feel like it likes artists to yeah. play here too. Like yeah. it, it really just is conducive for. I like it. For that and vibe. is it all going to be stuff from these albums, or are you going to play? Kind of a retro. Play the hits as the, well. Yeah, <laughs> for those people that. They're going to uh, just break right into Charlie Christmas. <laughs> it's all. It's all the music I've ever played at the art house. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be. It'll be some from a couple from the EP, a couple from the new album, and then a couple um, from, well, from my first album, We Were Young, and then one song from a live album that we recorded here for a, a, oh, yeah. the fundraiser mm -hmm. for Phase 2 mm -hmm. that, um, thanks to you, I put out, mm -hmm. finally. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> three, it's in the world. Three it's years great. later. Yeah, there's a live uh, art house album out there. More of them coming, I hope, so. Yeah. So... Anything else, gentlemen? Okay, so my question is, what's after this for you? So you got a lot going on, dad, husband, mm -hmm. but then you play in multiple bands uh, and tour and got a lot of stuff. So I think you know part of the challenge for you, as you mentioned, of doing your own stuff is all the other things that you're doing. So is this a, a one and done kind of thing, or do you have a vision, a hope? What, what would be the biggest win out of after Sunday night? I <clears throat> So I think that this process has helped me to appreciate what it is that I create more than I ever have in like a real solid way. So I would like to see myself. I'm, I've got more songs that I've been writing uh, and we've got a band that feels really good to play with. And it's just like really easy, like, mm -hmm. which is, which is feels really, really great. Um, so I would like to focus on, on doing more shows in the future, releasing more music. Um, I just, one thing I'd like to do is like kind of be like a Montana household name. That would be nice to me. Like if I had one goal, it would be to be able to play in Montana. And that as that singer songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Like as a singer songwriter, be in, in nothing crazy. Like, um, being on the road is tough and doing that is daunting, but, playing at home feels good and find, find, really finding my people like if it's two people three people yeah. 200 people like to know that there's those people with me uh, that's what I'm trying to find and that's why I booked the show at the art house too is to find find those people I like it yeah so Parker Brown thanks for all the beautiful work you're doing gentlemen any, any final thoughts he okay. said multi-instrument instrument, instrument. 
Yep. <laughs> he said that earlier. I'll tell you, so what are the, what are the multiple instruments? Mm, well, <laughs> Name all the instruments you can play. Go. Okay. Uh, so on, <laughs> I play uh, guitar, acoustic guitar, electric guitars, lead guitar, um, harmonica, electric bass, the upright bass, uh, classically, uh, and jazz, and uh, play pedal steel, banjo. Uh, drums. There's probably more, but that's you got some keys, a little bit of There's piano, piano. piano on my album. Is I played a little bit of piano yeah. on your album. Yeah. I played on the soundtrack. Um, can play piano and mandolin. Um, just anything with strings is kind of the cool. the wheelhouse. But I played drums on one track on mixtape, and um, yeah, as many things as I get my hand on. There's a lot. You, yeah. should see, you should see a studio. We've got a lot of instruments down there. It's beautiful. And then, Parker, you know, something that our staff does is we all get to pick a birthday movie. So if you got to pick your birthday movie for Ooh. the Babcock, what would you pick? I, I would probably, and we're watching it with friends. Or? Yeah. Inviting the entire Billings community to yep. film your movie. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a tough one. I, but first thing that comes to mind is Caddyshack. Okay. I think that would be a fun one to watch with everybody. I don't think everybody would like to watch Bloodsport, so. No, 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 no. I love it. Well, we've already done Caddyshack, so it's Bloodsport. Yes. So, Parker, on the way out today, um, thank you. We're going to play one of uh, your songs. This is Prodigal Son. And so uh, we're not just going to play the outro music. We're actually going to play the whole tune. So thanks for sharing that song with us. So if you aren't able to make it on Sunday, you get a little bit of taste of Parker Brown and the beautiful music he's making. And if you are coming on Sunday night, pro tip, buy like 20 CDs so that you can sell them on the streets uh, at a, you know, Aftermarket, aftermarket. yeah, just just increase it because it's going to be hard to get and hard to find. Yeah, so. there's only a hundred made of each one. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> well, I've got a CD burner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Thanks so much, Parker. Everybody, Thank thanks for being a part of this. Hope everybody's doing really well. And without further ado, here's okay. Prodigal Son. Bye. <laughs>
chaos and the calm collide. The saints and thieves that stand beside each other at the great divide of walking each other home. Prodigal son, why do you hide? Giving your life in order to find that all of our past can be like a Just like a life, fortunate